Let's be real. Sometimes we feel lost in a sea of unending voices, voices that are stirring up opinions on juicy topics or shouting empowerment cliches like, you got this girl, all on your own. All the while, we're mumbling to ourselves, how the heck do I live up to all that? When the only part I relate to in those words are, all on my own. But you're not alone. We can all overcome our uncertainty and doubt one cheery conversation at a time. Join author, speaker, and pastor Sunny Hennessy every Wednesday as she and a special guest engage in a cheery conversation, all pointing to how Jesus sheds light on every juicy topic. Hi, I'm Sunny, and welcome to Cheery Conversations. My guest this week is Rachel Thibodeau, who's a 25-year-old who's been married for three years and juggles a lot of jobs. Rachel wanted to talk about how to keep the new and newlywed. So we talked about that and a whole lot of other marriage stuff. So let's listen to this week's juicy topic. So me and Sunny have been married, not newly. Not newly <laughs> at all. We are not newlyweds. I don't even How know that word been married? 24 years. I've been married almost 19 years, which means we got married very young. Yes, Very 12. young. 12. Yes. <laughs> yes. So this conversation is so great because we we believe that it's really important to be talking to people in a season ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So that's something Sunny and I have to look to, but mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what this conversation is going to be about today. But you are in a season ahead of people too, because there's some people who've just been married for a year, maybe they're about to get married. So you have really great advice for people as well. So before you start talking to Sunny about all your questions, what can you tell our listeners and viewers about something you do in your marriage? Something you and Tom do that really brings the best out in your marriage? I would say we definitely like, we love like us time. Like we definitely like finding things that fill each other's cup, um, whether it's together or, you know, even like fulfilling each other's love languages too, Mm. which for a long time I didn't do that because I kept acting out my own instead of figuring out what his is. So just Mm. being a lot more intentional with that too. Which first step is figuring out, taking the test to find out the love language. Yeah. So, so smart, which you can do online and you guys did. Yes. So what's his and what's yours? Um, Mine is acts of service and quality time. Okay. And his is words of affirmation, which I would have never thought that he's Hmm. one of those people, but um, I've found that it's very important to him to kind of speak that life over him and to, yeah, where I'm one where I'm uh, more along the lines of, I want to be with you, or like, I really love it when I come home after work on Saturday and all the dishes are done, mm-hmm. or like the house is clean. And I could, I'm just like, yes, I don't have to do that. But mm-hmm. um, he definitely does that for me, but it's really hard for me to always have the right words to say, which mm-hmm. I thought for a long time that was the thing, but it's just find words and just speak it over him. Mm-hmm. It's so good that you know, because a lot of people think they're fighting a marriage battle and a relationship issue, and really they're just speaking the wrong language. Yeah. And and still to this day, I have to push myself to speak Sean's love language Mm -hmm. to him, because frankly, I don't get it. You even said, you said those people. I didn't know he was one of those people. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you don't understand it. He's one of those. But to know that I will not understand you in that area, so I have to push myself to fulfill mm-hmm. that. That's a huge self-awareness thing in a relationship. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, one thing that I'm curious about is how do you, as your roles change throughout the course of your marriage, how do you push yourself to grow, but then how do you take that and complement it with growing together? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's an answer. Okay, I, I think people do really change. And mm-hmm. sometimes the husband is growing at a faster pace in career, but the wife is growing at a faster pace personally or mm-hmm. vice versa. And I think that if we're just happy and celebrating the growing period. Just you're growing, I'm growing. We don't always have to be on the same page. You know, that's kind of something that we talk about whenever we're having conflict with someone. I need to get on the same page. I'm not on the same page. And what if we just had grace in a marriage to not always be on the same page? Because the beautiful thing about how marriage works and how it was originally created by God is that when I'm not having a good day, Sean's having a great one, and mm-hmm. over and over we see this happen. And then the next day we flip. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that God made it where on my bad days, he's He's doing good for some reason, and then, yes. and then vice versa. Because I need, when I'm growing personally, to ha- have Him maybe focused on growing professionally. And because then he's pushing that part of our life forward and I'm pushing that our relationship and the personal side forward. But if I can celebrate that and he can celebrate that about me, what we're doing is we're killing two, three or four birds with one stone because yeah. two become one. So let's grow separate and different and be excited about it rather than this is a problem. We're not mm-hmm. on the same page. I think it's a perspective change even. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, one thing too that I'm curious is how, like how do you two like you and Sean, how do you like keep your marriage like fresh or like on like dates and stuff mm. and like just keeping that like the new in like yeah. newlywed, like keeping your like the spark. intimacy, yeah, yeah, the spark. Well, there's guys retreat this weekend. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that bad? No, I think when we have some time apart, even if it's overnight or two days, mm-hmm. I think it's good when he works longer on a certain couple of days or I'm away mm-hmm. uh, all day long and we don't see each other because often when you work together or you do see each other by five o'clock every night, you it's just like, I just mm-hmm. see you again. So, so a routine. D- it's a routine. Yeah. And then a date seems kind of out of nowhere. Like, why would we do something different than five o'clock? I'll see you at home. We'll make dinner. And then that gets stale. Mm-hmm. I actually love when, like during Packers season, our marriage was just all kinds of sparks because he was always gone with the team. And then when he was home, we were making up for lost time and chatting and filling each other in. And we were excited to see each other. So I think if you're feeling like the, uh, the blah, maybe go, okay, let's, I'm going to go away for the weekend, or if you can't do that, then just find some things to do even separate in the house for a couple days. And so you're not just doing the same routine. I think routine robs a lot when it comes to marriage. And then there's times where you go, we need to get in a routine. We're not Mm -hmm. seeing each other enough. And then you sit down and you find a good routine. But I think sometimes it's not even a marriage problem. It's just a stale problem. Sure, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's so good. Um, what do you do, like when you and Sean teamed up to start the exchange or like to be business partners, like what did that feel like and how did like working with each other that way feel like? Cause Tom and I kind of aspire to do something like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did that dynamic work? 
Well, with everything we do, he runs in his lane and I run in mine. So a lot of people think when you do a like a joint effort and you own a business together or you work together, we do the church together. Well, I'm the lead pastor, which means leadership. It means leading the staff and leading things at the church. He's the senior pastor. We're not both the lead pastor. We're not both the senior pastor because he needs to run in his lane and do what he's gifted in and I need to run in mine. When, if I tried to become Sean or he tried to become Sonny, we're gonna have friction. And we have a really great relationship and we've done this our whole life. With the exchange, he didn't try to be uh, brilliant on being a barista. He didn't try to start learning even how to froth milk. He just lets me do it. Yeah. And he'll have a statement like, hmm, the design is not as good today in my <laughs> in my milk. But he, he doesn't try to insert himself yeah. into that uh, role. And then the same thing goes for, he's really great when he delivers food. He's just chatting it up. And, and he, you know, might go and stand and talk to somebody at a table for 10 minutes. I know we, for me, I'm like, I've got to get to a bunch of different tasks in 10 minutes, mm -hmm. but thank God Sean's doing what Sean does best. He can just chat away with somebody. So I think it's finding what is going to be your lane and what's going to be mine. If you're starting a business, don't, don't have both of you over the finances and budget and both of you over the design and the, you know, the systems of how this is going to run, like split that. Because then what happens is you're also waiting for the other to give their approval on a part of the project. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes, well, who gives who approval? Yeah. But I can give approval in my lane and you give approval in your lane. I think that would help when we do that. And that comes back to knowing your love mm -hmm. language, knowing your personality, yeah. knowing your gifts. Yeah, that's so good. cool. You had said something a little earlier about like, being on the same page, being okay with not being the same page. And then we just talked about like running in your lanes. Like what are mm -hmm. your strengths? How do you navigate when your spouse is maybe running a lane or on a page that you just, you don't understand? Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe you really feel like it's, it's not what you would do or mm. the choice you would make or the direction you would go, but they're very passionate about it. How do you navigate that? Mm -hmm. Manage it, support it, or talk about it? Mm -hmm. I think some people have taken marriage and the concept of two become one, and they've determined okay, then we're always going to be one. We're going to think alike. We're going to do the same thing. Like I said, we're going to get on the same page. We're going to run in the same lane. And then they wonder why they have conflict. If we were roommates, say in college, and we were just going to do everything together, arm in arm, and I wanted you to think like me, and I wanted you to act like me, we would irritate the heck out of yeah. each other. <laughs> so we get in a marriage and we're roommates who happen to love each other, who hopefully like each other. And so let's, let's, celebrate that I don't understand. I don't understand that. Frankly, I'm glad that Sean loved doing the Packer Chaplin thing, which is like being with a bunch of guys that originally he didn't know that well mm -hmm. coming into their world. I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so stressful. He loved it. Mm -hmm. So why would in another instance, I think he's going to think just like me and, and do the same thing. And I might, I might see something in a situation that he chose to do three months down the road and realize, wow, I'm gonna learn from him because he's being him. Sean's mm -hmm. great at saying to me, just be you. He says it to all of our staff. He says it to anybody, our church. 
anybody he can talk to, he says, just be you. But then in marriage, we try to tell people, just be like me and who I want you to be. But if both mm. partners say, you be you and you be you, that's when we compliment each other and we're so in love with each other. And I yeah. want Sean to be more of who he is. If he's gonna be like Sunny, that's just gonna get, you know, complicated anyway. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. I love that. Um, you, there's something else, celebrate. Celebrate the differences, celebrate the changes, celebrate the growths. How is one way, either one of you do that in your marriage? How do you celebrate like the, the big milestones or the big changes, whether it's a job or a hobby or whatever that is? Mm -hmm. How do you celebrate that in your marriage? Um, I would say, well, one thing for us, because Tom works in sales, um, when he is successful in like acquiring a new client, one thing that I've done is I'll get him a card nice. and like just be intentional about like verbiage and stuff. And um, also it's really weird, but like he like loves balloons. So like I'll <laughs> oh, get him a balloon. Awesome. I'll get him a balloon with like some candy, but like he'll hang it by his nightstand. And like, Aww, it's that. like, it's That's like great. so cute, but I love it's, it. it's like childish, but like, I love it. Yeah. But we're just like, it's still floating or like, <laughs> or like we just like watched it kind of sink its mm -hmm. way down. And, but it was like, yeah. So that's one thing that I've done when he has success in his mm -hmm. job. That's one thing that I've done to celebrate him. Cause it can be stressful in the day-to-day mm -hmm. -day grind of, yeah doing sales and yeah, it can be stressful. So yeah. just to kind of boost that a little. Well, and it's it can be very uh, tempting to go, he gets it, Yeah, I celebrate him. I don't need to spend $5.99 on a card, right? Like <laughs> right. they're not cheap now. So I don't need to spend that much and he gets it. Like we've done the balloon thing and you could, you could very quickly just determine it's not necessary. He knows I love him. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's important that you do what you're doing and you do it five years from now. I think that's really awesome. Uh, for me, how do I celebrate Sean? Uh, Sean can text me like this really long, meaningful thing. And it's usually coming out of his prayer time. And I noticed that because he does that for me, that might be something that we have to read back and forth, right? Like that might be something he does for me because he really would love that. So for me, and I don't do this great, I probably should do more of like the long, meaningful text. I can say it to him, to his face, but I think that having it in writing means something to him. Mm -hmm. And the reason that goes back to the five love languages again, you know, there's people that they get gifts from their spouse all the time. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I don't care about the gifts like me. I don't need a bunch of gifts. I probably do like it, but I think I don't. But he just, he just uh, gives gifts to me all the time. But Sean is a gift receiver. He wants gifts as his love language. Yeah. So a lot of times what they're giving you is what they want. Mm -hmm. And so I probably should do more of a long text because again, we see each other all the time. Of course we say, I love you. Of course we're always there for each other. But what about that real mushy text? Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah. What do you guys do? Um, so BJ's quality time, I do know that. So, and we both like food a lot. So <laughs> normally it's either special like dinner at home, like very specific, like this is for, you know, dad, mm -hmm. something really awesome happened at work or whatever or we'll go out to dinner. And that is just good quality time, but also something I know we, we both enjoy that he does too. That's awesome. So that's really great, I love this. Hey, stick around with us. We're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, we're gonna continue talking to Sunny and Rachel just about marriage and how to keep it fresh and new, whether you've been married a year or 10 years. So stick around, we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Cherry Conversations. We're here with Sunny and Rachel, and we've been talking about marriage, the marriage relationship. And part of being married, whether it's a newlywed or you've been married for a while, some of the questions are about growing. You don't stay the same person you were on the day you were married. And we want that. We want yeah. growth in individually mm -hmm. and in our marriages. So how do you encourage and support Sean in growing? Hmm. Speaking life over him. And I know that sounds cliche. I feel like you hear people say that. But the minute you start saying to your husband the negative, he, he takes it on. And I'm sure the same is true the other way around. But if I'm like, really, you forgot that again? What that says to him is that I see him as someone who's forgetting. Really? Ah, like, why? And so it's even in my reactions, I'm speaking life or death. And so I want to always, I want to hold my tongue way more. So I've learned over the years, I see Sean grow more when I've held my tongue more mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things that want to come out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, but when I say great things, I'm definitely not holding my tongue. I'm having to actually push myself to say, say that like, babe, that sermon, like, wow. Because here's the thing for Sean, I go, of course he knows he's a good preacher. Like he's incredible, but I don't need to just assume he remembers that. I need to say that. And as I say it, he grows in his speaking ability. When I say you're such a good dad, when he comes back for, from praying with the kids, but then sitting on their bed talking for a long time, that's a great dad. And rather than just being like, do you pray for him? Which can be my go-to, do you pray for him? Meaning, do I need to go pray for him or not? When I instead know that he did or assumed he did, I'd be like, thanks for doing that. You're such a good dad. He then turns into a better dad. So it's really yeah. speaking life. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's I great. love that. Um, for you and Sean, I guess from your perspective, what's the best advice that somebody gave you for your marriage? Yeah, so Sean's, he has one, but I'll share it because he says it's the best advice he ever got and I would agree with him, but I have one too. So he says that the best advice he ever got was don't go to bed angry. Mm, yep. That unfortunately in 24 years has not been what we've done perfectly. We've had those nights, we go to bed, angry. The next morning, we're worse off. One, we don't sleep well. We're restless. Physically, we don't sleep well. Second, we might have bad dreams, nightmares. I've had that when we go to bed angry. The next day, we then in the darkness, things grow, negative things grow. And so the next morning, it actually feels like an even bigger chasm than the stupid little tiff we had before we went to bed. So we know, I mean, even if it's like, I feel a hand come over like this because we are gonna fall asleep. If I just felt that, I'd probably just fall asleep. So it, it doesn't have to be, well, we need to talk it out before we go to sleep. Maybe it's just, just taking each other's hand and realizing, okay, this is nothing compared to the importance of our relationship. So I love that advice. My advice that I got was when we were almost uh, separated, we were in a very bad spot. We'd been married about 10, 11 years. And someone said to me uh, that they realized their spouse would come home late from work all the time. And they realized that the reason their spouse was coming home was not just because there were toddlers in the house, which at the time we had little kids, we had toddlers. So I thought, okay, Sean's coming home five, six, six thirty, And I'm like, 
why are you having to work late? This person shared with me that it wasn't just about the toddlers. What they noticed is that their spouse was coming home later, but they noticed that they, when they walked in the door, would get barraged with all of these complaints. Oh, this happened today and you can deal with him. He's just crying all night and it's your turn to change the diaper. And um, I'm sick of doing your laundry and there's a load you can finish. I'm done. Well, why would he want to come home at four? Because he has yeah. from four to eight <laughs> to hear about it. What if he can come home at 6.30 or seven? He's only got an hour before the kids go to bed and you cool off to hear about it. And so this person said, and this was like right when we were kind of in a rough patch in our marriage. They said, does Sean feel like he's coming home to an oasis or is he coming home to a war zone? And I remember wow, this to so this good. day. We do not have toddlers. There are times now I'm like, you need to talk to Aubrey. You need to talk to Isaiah. And I have to remember, no, don't hit him at the door with that. Yeah. Because even if he's not consciously at work a little longer, he's subconsciously thinking, all right, am I geared up for my wife to just go off when I walk in the door? So best advice, make it where your spouse, your husband can come home to an oasis, not to a war zone. Wow, I love that. I love that. Um, I had gotten some advice from um, my pastor's wife when me and BJ had just gotten married and we didn't have kids yet, but she knew that was in our future. Um, and so it's like this this one piece of advice that always stuck with me too. And it was that my my husband always wins in my in my heart. So when I have kids, um, if they, you can, and my kids, you can ask them this They're question. They're teenagers now. And yeah. they will know the answer. If, if they, if my children ask me to choose between them or my husband, they know mm. BJ is always gonna mm -hmm. win. I'm always going to, he and I are a team. And we have to be that way in order to parent, in order to have a good marriage relationship, yeah. in order to be good friends. And so mm -hmm. um, picking up those little nuggets of advice are so, so good. And yeah. once you say your kids are similar to our kids' age. Oh yeah. This is the time where Sean and I are having to like parents unite yes because your kids <laughs> will get an answer from dad that's a no go to mom and get a yes yeah. and then mom and dad end up fighting this happened on Sunday I said yes. no Sean didn't know I said no the kid asked he said okay they made it sound like I said yes we get home Sean and I are like I said no well she said this he said this and suddenly I looked at him I said we're not gonna have a marriage issue because our kid did what kids do, what teenagers, they, I don't like that answer, go to the other <laughs> yeah, person. They're so smart. They're so yeah. smart. So you're right, like parents uniting is a huge, yeah. I mean, think of it like superhero. Parents unite, yes, whatever parents that. Unite. Parents unite. We need t-shirts. I don't know. Yes. Uh, so so good. Such a great question. Yeah. Um, and so that makes me think of this because this whole conversation is about advice and and mentoring. Mm -hmm. And so we say this a lot in these conversations. Like having someone in a season ahead of you mm -hmm. in whatever situation or season you're in is so wise. And so when someone is married or going to get married, if they're looking for a, a couple to be like their marriage mentors, what should they be looking mm. for in that marriage that they would want to emulate or be like? Well, I think uh, what they say about themselves, oh, we have such a good marriage. And I think a lot of words can come out of a lot of people's yeah. mouths. Like I will we'll counsel you. And, and they seem like, they think they're really good in their marriage. I think watch their body language, how they how they treat each other right now, because Sean and I have been married 24 years. I'm looking to my Aunt Judy and Uncle Fred, and my Aunt Judy is now Marco Poloing me, which is the greatest <laughs> that she gets on there and she, it's, you know, videoing herself. 
And Susan and I were on a group Marco Polo with her and Susan mentioned to me, she said, did you see how Aunt Judy, when Uncle Fred came into the the view, because he stepped in behind her in the kitchen where she was talking, he probably didn't know what she was doing. And he leaned in and she reached up. She said, Fred, do you have anything? And she touched his face. I mean, they're they're 72 or 73. And she touched his face like you would if you're 14 with your boyfriend. (laughs) And she and she and you could tell it wasn't weird for him. She wasn't putting on because he just leaned in like that's just normal. And she just caressed him. And I thought, Yep, that's a marriage I need to look to because there's no uh, pretenses or they're trying to prove that they're good together. You can tell by their body language. And and some people are less affectionate. They're not going to be like holding hands when they're talking to you all the time. But you'll see little glimpses of, gosh, or when one is talking and the other you can see just... Sometimes I'll look at Sean when I, after I'm done talking. Not always, but uh, yesterday was a really hard day for us. And... He was just kind of on edge, but on on a day where it's just like just a normal day. And I'm like, why is he looking at me so affectionately after I get done talking? He's like, and I'm like, what are you looking at? Like, do I have something on my face? (laughs) He loved me by hearing me talk. Those are those little cues when you see that in couples. Mm -hmm. It means they're so madly in love with each other. That's so Mm -hmm. great. So I'd look to them. That's so great. That's such good advice. Um, and I, I love these questions because I know we have viewers and listeners who have the same questions and sometimes they don't have someone to ask yep. those questions yeah. of. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining yeah. us today. We hope you got something out of this. If you know someone who needs to hear this, make sure to share it with them. We do have a Marriage Life Facebook group that if you're looking yeah. for advice or mentors or resources, that is such a great place to go. So be sure to check it out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to sunnyhennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.